What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are doing an episode on a topic that I did not know anything about. We are doing an episode on human design with one of the coolest guests that we've ever had on. This was like true mental wizardry that happened today. <laughs> it was insane. So we have on the yeah, incredible Crystal Alferrero. She's a, uh, a human design teacher and guide. She's a content creator. She helps people create more alignment and flow in their life and business through human design. So you guys might remember a while back, we did an episode on our birth charts and human design incorporates some aspects of of like astrology and somebody's birth chart with all of these other things that give you i mean in my opinion this was like the most personalized accurate sort of like personality test or reading that i've ever been given do you feel the same way Del? yeah it was very very accurate very good Mm -hmm. yeah it's always helpful when somebody's speaking it to you too Yes. Personalize it to your face. We've always just kind of read things off of computer screens and shit about ourselves. (laughs) Right. Right. And a big difference that I found is she's telling you these parts of your personality are like kind of the things that make you tick. But then she's giving you tools on how to be more efficient in in your workflow, in your relationships based on who you are and kind of what your personality type is through human design. So I I can't wait for you guys to hear her readings of me and Delaney because it just was so eerily accurate and and then you guys can look up um, what your human design is and I'm already so excited to kind of try out the tools that she gave me. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Second, all that. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. So fun. And this episode topic was actually picked by our community over at Patreon. So if you're interested in submitting and voting on topics that get covered on the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash selfhelpless. So before we hop into our interview, this is coming out on Monday, January 16th, which means I was just in Providence uh, on the nice try tour. I hope that was super fun. I will be in Raleigh this weekend and then Philly and Portland next month, Cincinnati, Kearney, Minneapolis, March, and then so many more tour dates after that. Everything is up on KelseyCook.com. You can get your tickets. Would love to see you guys on the road. And how about you, Del? Yes, you can check out my podcast, The Minimalist Business Podcast. You can find it at DelaneyFisher.com. It is a private show, but it's completely free. Um, However, it's not available on any public platform, so you'd have to go to my website. And a big announcement that I'm just going to kind of keep mentioning for a little while is um, my business consultancy is working primarily with uh, licensed mental health professionals. So we're really, really excited about it. All of our content is going to focus on you. Um, That's where all of our service offerings are based out of how to help you grow your private practice and expand your reach beyond your private practice, whether it's in digital offerings, visibility, media, that kind of stuff. So I've been loving it so far. um, And it's just, yeah, it just feels right. You know, It's, it's so funny talking about it on this episode where you'll hear Crystal kind of share um, the way that I've kind of built my business and my life is responding to things. And this was like another thing I responded to when I realized that I had worked with many mental health professionals and there was a big need and a gap that I wanted to fill. And I took a step in that direction, but I would have never, you know, you asked me 10 years ago, I I never said, I'm going to be a business consultant for licensed mental health professionals. Like I would have never dream to have been here. And so um, I just think it's cool how that just organically, you know, came to fruition and uh, I've been really loving it. So no, if you've been thinking about making a change in your, your lifestyle, your business, or, you know, something like that, uh, chances are like the answer is right in front of you. And you just have to do a little bit of a reevaluation of some things. And that's exactly what I did with my own business. And yeah, would love to have you. DelaneyFisher.com. Come on. Go check it out. And we hope you enjoy our interview with Crystal. Um, Before we get into all the questions that we have for you, and you're going to tell us what our human design is too, right? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes. Do you have a favorite or least favorite quote that you'd like to share with everybody? Um, So like I said, I kind of whipped this up last minute, but this is one of my favorite um, quotes from the creator of human design and it's well his name is Ra'uruhu and the quote is don't punish yourself in thinking that you have to be the best you never have to be the best you only have to be yourself and I felt like that just tied into the whole theme of what we're going to be talking about today oh I like that yeah that's a very so very nice good. one it's also like what even is the best like everybody has their own definition of what that even means like if somebody's trying Mm -hmm. to be the best in at the thing that they do in their field or the best parent or whatever what the hell does that even really mean at the end of the day right it's all relative made up (laughs) right 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 i love that um crystal would you mind just sharing a little bit about what is human design and how does it work and like who created it and all that all the basics of course. Um, so human design was created by a man named Ra-Ruhu, and he essentially had this um, mystical experience where he was penetrated by a voice. I know that sounds like a little funny, but <laughs> he basically <laughs> had um, this experience where he down 
some people like to say transmitted, um, received all this information that later evolved into the human design system. And so at the most basic level, human design is a self-awareness system that helps people understand themselves and their purpose and their relationships better. It's a synthesis of both ancient wisdom and modern science. So specifically, it carries ancient wisdom rooted in astrology, the chakras, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah, and it's combined with modern sciences such as quantum physics, biochemistry, and genetics. But unlike a lot of other um, self-awareness tools that emphasize heavily on just the self-awareness aspect of it or the awareness aspect of it, it's also very uh, practical and it provides you with different tools that you can actually apply to live out this unique potential. So for example, um, it's an energy management tool that helps people learn how to use their energy in the best way possible. And it's also, I like to say, a self-empowerment tool that help people make the most authentic and aligned decisions possible and live the most authentic and fulfilling life possible for you, right? So we ultimately like to say in human design that it's more so an experiment to be lived through these specific tools. Um, and yeah, so that's what human design is. <laughs> Wow. Hey, cool. And <laughs> like, what drew you to it specifically? Do you have like your own story with human design and how it helped you? Yeah. So, I mean, what initially drew me to it um, was I was introduced to the system by a past business coach that I had. And just in general, I was obsessed. I was always, I've always been obsessed with like astrology, um, the MBTI and the Enneagram and Clifton Strengths and all of those personality type tests prior to finding human design. So if you love personality tests, if you love all of that kind of stuff, human design is definitely up your alley. But um, what kept me hooked was when I actually started to apply the tools that were offered by human design. So when I actually started to experiment with these tools and live my design and embody the principles I was learning, I found so many changes in my life. So I, it's like the typical story. I went from a confused, overwhelmed, broken, burnt out entrepreneur to, you know, finding myself in the way that I was able to build a profitable and spacious business without the burnout. And it was primarily because human design taught me how to cut out the noise around me. And it taught me how to trust and lead myself in so many areas of my life, including my business and in my relationships. So that's kind of my, um, story behind how I was drawn to it and why I feel like it's so important for everyone to learn about their energy and learn how to trust themselves ultimately. I'm so intrigued by this. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you get some people who, when you're explaining it, some people are probably a little critical to start because there is some of that woo-woo aspect to it. But mm -hmm. then I, I'm very intrigued with the idea of it giving you tools that are specifically designed for you because a lot of self-help I know is tough for people because it's not always one size fits all mm -hmm. and personality tests and things like that just tell you who you are, but they don't necessarily say, okay, so with these specific things that, um, that maybe you struggle with, here's how you can better manage them on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Yeah, absolutely. And it's almost like, you know, once you experiment with it, it's hard to argue with the system when you can actually experience the results for yourself and see it for yourself. Right. 
So is it, is it too early to like get into what you, cause we sent you ahead of time. So listeners, just so you know, we sent Crystal ahead of time. Um, do you want to explain what we sent you and like how that works with? Yeah. Okay. So mm, I, I guess where should I start? Should I start with how human design um, works in terms yeah. of how we calculate your chart? Yes. Sure. Okay, cool. So Okay, I'm going to try to give you like the Cliff's Notes <laughs> version of how human designs work, how human design works. Um, but it's very similar to astrology in the sense that, you know, the idea that we're essentially influenced and programmed by stardust, which in human design we call neutrinos. And these tiny particles that we call neutrinos, you know, they come from the stars, including the sun, and they pass through matter and, you know, like planets, people celestial bodies like the moon and the nodes, and they collect certain archetypal characteristics, information from everything that it passes through. So at the time of conception and at the time that you're born, the celestial bodies that are sitting in certain places of the sky essentially fix or imprint particular energies that are passing through them that create your energetic being or your energetic signature and, you know, essentially create the building blocks of who you are. And this is what influences, you know, the consistent strengths that you have, you know, uh, where you might be more inconsistent and open and susceptible to outside conditioning. And it can give you so much insight, the the human design chart, you know, uh, in terms of what your life's work is, what it is that you came here to learn and experience and where you came here to be wise. And so, what uh, I prepared was just kind of like a little mini reading for both Delaney and Kelsey to give them, a, you know, just a high touch insight into what I see for them as well. Oh, I'm so <laughs> nice. excited. And what did we, we ended up sending our birth date, right? And where mm-hmm. we were born, the time we were born, anything yes. else? Yes. Exactly. So yeah, that is pretty much it. So if you want to pull up a chart for yourself, uh, you can go to my favorite, mybodygraph.com, and it'll prompt you for your birth date, your time of birth, and your place of birth. And yeah, it essentially calculates certain positions. And yeah, I'm not going to go into all that, but it generates this chart. And that chart tells you a lot of information about yourself. And my work is to interpret that and share with my clients what that means. Cool. So this is why we've needed you because we did an episode <laughs> on our birth charts and we basically yeah. just like read <laughs> off from the website that we <laughs> got like what it said. But again, there was that missing stuff of like, okay, so what do we do with this information now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot oh, of absolutely. DIY, like, oh, you're a fire <laughs> sign. So you're hot. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was actually, I was like looking through your charts and I'm like, oh, we're all fire signs here. Really? Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, nice. December 4, next week. No, next Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Happy Happy early birthday. And thank you. And Delaney, you have the exact same birthday as my my husband. So, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. (laughs) I feel like I already know you. He's probably a cool dude. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Delaney and I are very close in our actual birthday. Yeah, you're both Aries, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is funny. One of my best friends, actually, her birthday is April 9th which um, is, I think, a day before yours. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was so yeah. funny. Okay. Let's start off with Delaney, and then we'll go to Kelsey. Um, and then we can maybe compare. You know, you give me your feedback. You tell me if you resonate with what I'm telling you. But I'm just going to, again, ease into it. And um, yeah, I'll just kick off. So Delaney, you... Here we go. 
Yeah. So So Delaney, you're what we call a one, three emotional generator, and you're someone who's here to respond to life and build and create the things that light you up and also say no to the things that don't, whether that be your specific desires and ambitions or even fun, creative projects, the things that, um, you know, are most likely going to bring you a deep sense of satisfaction tend to show up right in front of you in some way, shape or form or in your interactions with others as well. And all you have to do is be receptive and respond to those things. And as you respond to the right things for you, this is how you gain access to an abundant and sustainable source of life force energy that carries you through the work that you do. So you have this capacity to be extremely energetic when you're doing what you love. And your life's work is to penetrate life by bringing your shock factor to the lives of the people around you. And you know, you might find that you've gone through a lot of shocking experiences or perhaps even a lot of the things that you do or that you say, or maybe even experiences and stories that you share with others might come across as shocking <laughs> to them. Oh my God. Hold wow. on. Yeah. <laughs> How's that so far? Well, oh. that's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> No, and it's really- not over yet. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I wish we could just like now, like in editing, do like a super cut of every shocking thing Delaney has said on this show oh, yeah. in the last <laughs> seven five and a half years. Like, yeah, do if it. we were oh, to have, have to one that. word for Delaney on this show, uh, shocking would shock. certainly be up there. That's very, very funny. Oh my gosh! Okay, that wow. is your core life and en- life force energy. That's <laughs> who you came here to be and embody in this lifetime. So you're on the right track if you're saying a lot of shocking things. And um, <laughs> and yeah, I like the shock, listening. right? And this shock factor, it's it can be fun and entertaining, and it's also what pushes other people outside of your outside of their comfort zone, right? Like you're that personal cheerleader in the lives of the people around you. And you might, you know, always be encouraging others to go where they've never gone before, or maybe challenging them, um, even through like some kind of competitiveness to get out of complacency and to move towards growth and expansion, right? Um, And you have the design of someone who's also here to embody and be an example of what it means to be in your own rhythm and your own flow, even if that looks like living at certain extremes from time to time and doing (laughs) things outside of the norm. Um, So it's really about honoring that, honoring your own rhythm and flow. (laughs) So have we met before? It's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Keep going. This is delicious. Okay. Um, and you also have the design of someone who has, you know, a very active imagination. You might be a daydreamer. You like to live in your head a bit. And you might even feel driven and pressured to experience a lot of new things and experience new feelings. Um, <laughs> and you know, you're you're an emotional being. <laughs> So you're someone who specifically is highly driven by desires. So you might be, um, you might have been restless or at times exhausted in the past trying to make your dreams come true, which is why it's really, really important to just be a little discerning and wait for emotional clarity before starting something new, before taking or before initiating something new. So for example, um, taking your time to feel into whether a particular idea or thought or inspiration, dream or experience is actually valuable and meaning for you to engage with 
rather than try to um, initiate things prematurely and, you know, react based on emotions, which might end up later leading you to regret or feeling trapped or suffocated by it later, or just like wasted energy, right? And as you wait, you know, using this time to listen to that gut response that you have, you, you have this connection to your gut that communicates with you, right? And as you're waiting, you know, listen to it. Is it expanding and saying hell yes to this thing or this opportunity? Or is it contracting and not saying anything at all, right? This is your reliable inner GPS. And this is the key to leading yourself to the most aligned circumstances, the most aligned situations and opportunities that ultimately lead you to your personal satisfaction. So that's what I have for Delaney. <laughs> that felt like a psychic reading. For yeah. real. I mean, that was... <laughs> Kelsey's <laughs> is on the ground because Kelsey knows me so well too. And oh my God. I mean, I don't even know where to start because of every main point that you said, um, I feel like my life is very unconventional, but I've built it by responding to kind of what's in front of me. Everything that there has you go. led me, everything that led me here, I always felt like I don't felt, I didn't feel like I actually sought out like out of nowhere. It popped up. And then I just kind of followed the next step. Um, everything from having a penis cartoon business. That wasn't started. That, that <laughs> oh idea wasn't really mine. Um, Hashtag it was shocking. shocking. People liked it, right? It's, it's how I left my day job. Very shocking. Oh, wow. Like, what the hell are you doing? Um, but that was because I, I brought a gift to a holiday party with a bunch of comedians as a joke. And then somebody said, hey, can I buy some a set of those from you? And I said, I guess. I'd never plan on making these again. And then people started asking to buy these dick mugs from me. So I started <laughs> a business. But it wasn't like, I'm going to start a dick mug business today. It was just kind of responding to my environment. Yeah. That's how I got into stand-up. And I, I, I used to was, I did stand-up for about six and a half years. It didn't feel like that was my idea. Somebody saw me uh, perform in a monologue in a theater class. And they said, hey, you should come do this thing. I had somebody who encouraged me that's kind of how I've kind of built everything. And I've had to really discern just because something is in front of me doesn't mean that I should always do it. Exactly. I have to really Ugh. start asking myself, does this sound fun for like other people like that I should do, or is this something that I actually want to do and move forward with? But yeah, I guess I've done a lot of unconventional things. Um, my lifestyle and everything. Um, I deleted all my social media accounts a couple years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I have a, yeah, I, everything is different about my life used to be all over the place, very busy, not being very mindful. And I just made a lot of intentional shifts to kind of get to where I am. And my business, I am a business consultant for mental health professionals. So I literally help people do exactly what you mentioned step out of their comfort zone, build their business, make more money, get reclaim their time, oh, become wow. thought leaders in their industry. And I do it in a very fucking competitive way. I'm like, you're the shit <laughs> and you deserve to be on that platform. Let's, let's pitch you, you know? So I, all the things that you listed, I, did I miss anything else, Kelsey? That That's crazy. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I, this does not get old when. <laughs> so weird. Oh my God. Right? Listening to you say all that crystal it felt like i was watching like a rap battle slash magician like really? it was like a magic show where i was like what is happening but also like you just kept like there like i thought my mind would get blown and then it would get blown more and then it would get blown more that was crazy Yay. that was it was and i 
I do. I, I just build everything off of my gut reaction now. Like everything mm-hmm. that I built, I don't really look outside myself anymore the way that I used to. It's all like, well, what feels good for me? And let's go in this direction. And you're absolutely right about, I used to be very impulsive with my decisions. I used to think of an idea and then go all in really yeah. hard and fast and just stress myself out for no reason. <laughs> well, you know, pulling out of it and being like, what the fuck was this yeah. for? And now I actually have rules for myself where I'm like, okay, if you have an idea, you have to mm-hmm. literally sit on this idea for six months to a year before you can take action because you might have oh, a wow. new idea tomorrow that trumps this idea. And that I have like guidelines for myself not to like, go full force into a million different directions because I've oh had my gosh. to do that. So I've learned my fucking lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's funny because for both of you, when I was looking at your charts, you both have this um, maybe tendency or susceptibility <laughs> to shiny object syndrome. So <laughs> being a spider, oh. lots of things to play with here. <laughs> so Kelsey and I both, I feel like relate to this. Like we just have a zest for life, if you will. We want mm-hmm. to experience all the things, everything new things. <laughs> I mean, I just have an insatiable craving for that. And, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, I have a question though. So Kelsey, when she was reading, when Crystal was reading my stuff, could, were you resonating with any of that for you? Like that could, could that have been your reading and you would have been like, yes, because I feel like some things maybe overlap, but a lot, probably not. Well, that's what's so interesting about this is like, Crystal, at the beginning when you were talking about that human design is a combination of many things, you know, you Mm -hmm. have mentioned astrology. So if you were to only look at the astrology aspect, yes, Delaney and I are the same astrological sign, but we are very different people in a lot of ways too when you get down to like small specifics. So my answer to you, Delaney, is no. When she was giving your reading, I was like, that is Delaney. Yes. And it made me think like when you do somebody's birth chart and you're taking into account time of birth, location, these very, very specific things, like is there anybody, are there other people that would have Delaney's same reading or is it really like every individual is a completely different reading? Um, So, I mean, unless someone was born in the exact, or like let's say you had a twin, for example, right? Right. And you were born in the same place, same day, same, approximately the same time. You would like, basically when we look at someone's chart, this is the potential that they have. But even two people with the exact same birth dates, date times, and all that kind of stuff live very different lives because of environmental factors, because of life experiences. And so- there might be like a general theme that is very similar. I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's this um, Netflix documentary on like three triplets. Um, yes. I, I just yeah. watched it. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just talked right. about it on the show actually um, a few months back because it was so fascinating. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that where there are parallels to the way that they live their path, maybe parallels in certain aspects of their personality, but they're also very, very different in the way that it gets lived out. So right. yeah, overall, like there can be very similar readings, but I wouldn't say it's like exactly the same. And depending on who I'm working with, it's like you always try to adjust it and, you know, you get other intuitive information that, you know, this person might not respond to that way that I say it, or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's different factors that play in as well. God. That was wild. That was by far the most accurate personality type assessment I've ever had (laughs) well and I'm and I'm glad to see that you're you know you're already living it it's like you don't need to know human design to be living your design but it's almost like that additional validation confirmation 
to remember yourself, to remember that you are on the right track, right? Yeah. I had to learn the hard way. I could have used you like seven years ago, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I wonder how different, like where we would be right now would be if we had had you on the show at the beginning of the podcast. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely had to learn these things the other way. Um, I Do you have any more questions about your reading, Del? I just have a question because I, I heard that I'm a generator, right? And I've mm-hmm. heard some of the basics. Does that, the, being a generator, that's kind of like, uh, you kind of have to protect your energy a little bit more sometimes, right? Because I have found with myself, I used to be very like, I don't want to mm-hmm. say overly generous with my energy, but sure, I guess for lack of a better term, yeah. that. And I've really had to like be a lot more protective about it because I find things that they drain me a lot more. Maybe I'm just getting older, but can you talk about like the generator part of whatever my design is? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why generators need to be protective of their energy is because, you know, people see you as this person that has a lot of energy. You have a lot of abundant energy. And so um, they might ask you for help. They might, you know, ask you to do things for them. Let's say if you ever worked in a traditional work environment, the more that you do, the more you get asked to do more. Right. right. <laughs> and so there's almost like this lesson that car- um, that generators need to learn around setting boundaries um, and being very discerning with how and when and with who you use your energy with. Otherwise, it's like you're kind of throwing it in all these different directions and you just get drained and burnt out that way. Um, so that's the the generator uh, challenge, I guess you could say. Fascinating. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Kals, let's, let's hear your shit. <laughs> let's okay. do it. On the edge of my seat. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So Kelsey, on the other hand, is what we call a one, three self-projected projector, meaning, you know, you're here to be a guide to others, particularly when you are recognized and invited for whether that's your knowledge, your insights, your talents, your energy, or even the wisdom that you have to offer others. And your aura is designed to provoke invitations from others when you're just immersed in your own processes, like, you know, learning, studying, creating, um, expressing yourself without an agenda and just having fun with the process. And one of the things that I see is that one of the keys to your personal fulfillment and success is self-expression. This is a huge theme because you have the design of a creative role model and people likely come to you to hear what it is that you have to say, um, maybe the stories that you have to share. And you might even take criticisms very personally because you're someone who speaks directly from your truth, from your higher self, from you know your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
overcoming the fear of being seen as your true self and having the courage to continue to express yourself authentically while also trusting that you have something valuable to say and contribute is what I see as one of the lessons that you're here to work through, or maybe you've worked through this, um, in order to live out your highest expression, because as you continue to lead by example, and as you continue to speak your truth, you empower the people around you to express and also live theirs as well, right? And unlike Delaney, you might not have um, as much consistent access to that abundant and sustainable energy, and you might find it a bit more straining to maybe work longer hours or push through, but it's because, you know, as a projector, you didn't need it. In your journey. In fact, you can borrow this energy um, from the people around you, like Delaney, amplify it, and you might even at, at times be the most energetic person in the room. But then, you know, other times when you go off on your own, you're just like that, <laughs> kind of <laughs> exhausted, right? <laughs> but in general, Whoa. you feed off of the energy of the people around you because ultimately, your role as a projector is to be wise about the use of energy. You know, you're here to um, show us new and efficient ways of working and new and efficient ways of being and fun ways <laughs> of being in the world. And, you know, your life's work is all about moving towards growth and perhaps maybe even experiencing many different things, yet also learning to come to closure when a chapter's ending so that you can welcome the next new and exciting phase in your life. And you might find that there might be times that you've struggled to let go of things or maybe people, um, toxic relationships, circumstances that no longer serve you, that perhaps maybe you held on to them out of familiarity or perceived security. But, you know, at the back end, they're leading you to exhaustion and bitterness and resentment in some way, shape or form. So what is happening right now? (laughs) That's why I gave her a teleprompter. Sorry, keep going. I didn't interrupt you. Yeah, I just had right. a brain explosion for a second. <laughs> and so the key for you, Kelsey, to living out your highest ex- um, expression, you know, as this creative role model, as this authority, uh, is to be discerning about which experiences you commit to in your life and which environments especially are supportive of your being, you know, to trust your inner awareness because you have this awareness of what truly brings you that transformation what brings you that self-fulfillment and most of all to let go of what's no longer good for you in order to create space for what's new um, and exciting and also to end the chapters that have already expired and that way you know you're not stuck with all this resistance and as you do this as you shed all the things that no longer serve you you become that um not that you aren't already but you become even more so this trusted authority and also this pioneer who's like gone out there seen and done all the things who's explored and maybe done things that other people haven't and you're here to share these stories and lessons around what works what doesn't find humor in all the the f-ups that we've made along the way <laughs> and this is how you lead the way for the people around you um <laughs> so how do you feel Chelsea <laughs> Kelsey sorry Chelsea I said <laughs> I am in the presence of a witch I, <laughs> I, I mean I don't know what to say because that's <laughs> so I I'm I'm speechless I mean it's that's just so accurate I just feel very seen I feel very very seen um the the energy stuff 
I, I feel like I've been hitting this um, this wall lately where I feel kind of frustrated because I'm like, God, I feel like other people are capable of having an amount of energy that I don't. And I've mm-hmm. thought like, God, is like something oh, off yeah. with my health or like I just and I do take on like a very big workload and I know that I struggle with burnout because of that. But there are just things like energy wise, I think that feel off for me and I never quite know how to fix it. But I just um, like my energy gets drained really fast. Mm -hmm. Like after something like doing a podcast, like even when I'm like having a great time like this, but afterward I feel like I need a full hour to just kind of reset. Like I couldn't just go straight to do something after this. If I did, I would feel really um, frazzled. It would like Mm -hmm. not make me not feel very good. Yeah. Kelsey, you have like a lot of, you're very, what we say, open in human design. So it means that you have a lot of sensitivities to the energies around you. You take on a lot and it can make you feel overwhelmed. And so one of the challenges, and you know, especially for you, you have that sensitivity. You can feel people deeply. You can feel like energies deeply, feelings deeply. And so it becomes really important for you to give yourself that permission slip to take a step back. Like, get your downtime that you need. And it's rest is essential as a part of your process, right? In order to recover, regenerate and get the energy that you need to move on and to get to that creative state again and, you know, feel fulfilled, (laughs) enjoy the process. Yeah. That idea of regenerating, I feel like I don't give myself very many opportunities because I've just been trying to live like everybody else and just be Mm -hmm. like, well, everybody else can do this. So just figure it out and do that. But I I feel like the word empath has so much like pukey vibes around it. Like people are always like, ugh, what a, you know, it's like moist. Like when people are like, I'm an empath. It's like, ugh, gross. But I do really feel that. And I think some of the things I've gone through in the past couple years have really heightened that. Um, our listeners know I've talked about a, a family member of mine going through a very hard health time the past two years and it's really really hard for me to energetically like be there and provide care for them and have it not emotionally wreck me for the rest of the day and be in like a really really dark sad teary place and I'm always like god I just I feel like it shouldn't be like of course this is such a heartbreaking thing but I just feel like some people wouldn't feel as broken by it as I do. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I feel like taking care of my energy is very exhausting to me. Like it's, it, it yeah. feels like this thing I have to really concentrate on. And um, I think in my relationship too, I, uh, I f- have a tendency to like temperature check with the person I'm with, where if I feel like their energy is off at all, even if it has nothing to do with me, even if they're just stressed, I'm very, very aware of how people are feeling around me. And that's also exhausting too. It's almost like having a superpower I didn't ask for. Like yeah. sometimes I don't want to be, to feel so in tune with everybody else's feelings around me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is absolutely exhausting. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and it's funny because um, for you, Kelsey, you're, again, like what we would traditionally call an empath where you take in the emotions of others. And sometimes it might've even felt like 
those emotions were yours and it can cause you to be reactive or like hang on to them as if they were yours and it drains you even more. So it becomes really important for someone with your design to just be very conscious of that and to give yourself even the physical space that you need to just separate yourself before even responding, saying anything or, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And everything you said in the beginning about kind of like the storytelling and the creative aspect in that because it's coming from from me it's so uh I can't remember the word you use maybe authentic but just so my stand-up is it is me it's not like Mm -hmm. acting where you're reading a script that somebody else wrote my stand-up comedy is my joke writing so when somebody doesn't like it or if I get a shitty comment online it does feel so hurtful because it's like somebody not liking me on many levels mm-hmm. right like it is I can't hide behind anything when somebody doesn't it's like well they just truly don't like me and this next hour I've been working on for my upcoming tour is the most vulnerable I've ever been I think I tend to be pretty vulnerable on stage but this is like really really a lot of vulnerable stuff and I was it's so weird you said all that because I was just thinking this morning that I was starting to feel a little self-conscious about some of the new material I'm writing because it is so um, – it's kind of like story-based mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of taking a risk from the comedy I've been used to doing, which is a lot of like quick jokes. This is more like very vulnerable, lots of just like real stories and stuff. And I was like, God, what if what if people aren't going to like it? And everything you're saying where it's like, no, you you have to do the most authentic thing and that it's actually – that would be so cool if – if people watched it and were like, oh, wow, that made me want to be more vulnerable. Like that's always to me is Mm -hmm. such a big goal of my comedy is wanting people to feel like they can connect to people too. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Sorry, that was a lot of word vomit, but I mean, you just said so much. I had to process all of it. Yeah. And I mean, for, I mean, for both of you really, because you both have that, what we call the defined identity center. It's all about like your higher self speaking your truth. Um, And that's when you embody that, when you embody your authentic message, that's how you're going to attract the most aligned community around you. And as you attract the most aligned community around you, then it becomes even easier to continue speaking your truth, to continue, you know, doing whatever um, story, sharing whatever stories that you want to share and having it received in, you know, it's not always going to be a hundred percent, but it's going to be a lot easier when we can do that and filter out all the the haters and the <laughs> <laughs> right yes. delaney what did you think of hearing that did that feel accurate to you was there anything that stood yeah. out or like there was a few a few things that stood out about um let you let, allowing yourself to kind of like let go of past experiences so you can like really be present with your new experiences and stuff like that i think that's mm-hmm. a really good one yes um and yeah, the stuff about stand up and yeah, I mean, I I definitely like if I had gotten I kind of did what I asked about my reading for you is like I thought like if I got that reading, it would not have resonated as much as my right the, the reading that I got. Uh huh. Yeah. Know? So yeah, no, I thought it's, it's eerie. It's good. <laughs> it is eerie. Yeah, that yeah. felt very very personal to me. Yeah, like that felt every part of that. Yes. Like I do have a question because it, it sounds like we both had different main, I don't know what you call them, main things that popped mm-hmm. up, a generator and a projector. Can you kind of just yeah. explain more about like what those things are, what the big differences are, and maybe like what, what other ones that, you know, 
are out there. Yeah. So, I mean, the main characteristic for generators is that abundant energy that you have access to that you generate when you're responding and doing the things that you love. Whereas projectors, there's a certain like aspect to projectors that they don't have that same consistent ability to generate um, life force energy. We borrow. So I'm also a projector. So I understand exactly (laughs) how that feels. Um, But we take in the energy of people like of other people. And that's how we, you know, can fulfill the things that we do are that's how we also become the most energetic person but again it's not consistently there and so what happens and what a lot of projectors struggle with is almost the shame kind of what uh, Kelsey was uh, explaining and describing it's this shame around why can't I always keep up with this person or why is it that when I'm at home or when I'm you know working by myself I can't do the same things that I can when I'm like here or, you know, why do I want to leave work at like 12 noon when everyone is still working? (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a lot of shame around that. And so it becomes like this huge permission slip to just understand that it's okay that um, you're not able to keep up in the same way, you know, to hopefully if you have a good, uh, and I think nowadays with work from home, it's a lot easier for projectors to get those like midday naps if they need to take a step back. Cause I know when I was working, I left the nine to five right before the pandemic. And I would like literally hide in the bathroom stalls to take a five minute, like just, oh you know, God, close my eyes. Right? Used to do. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the biggest struggle for projectors. And so, again, one of the gifts is that they're very insightful. They're very, you know, they see the big picture. Um, they're here to be very wise about the use of energy because we don't have it consistently. So we know uh, we're here to learn when enough is enough, how to, you know, be discerning with where to place our energy. And we're here to also guide generators in learning how to use their energy to the best of their abilities as well, right? Um, so there's a lot of like... uh mutual things that we can all learn from each other. These are just two out of the um, four. Well, okay. So there's five or or there's four aura types, but there's five different types that you're going to be hearing about. There's also another one called manifesting generator, which is pretty much a subtype of a generator. So very similar characteristics to what I was describing Uh, for generators. They have abundant energy when they're doing the things that are aligned the difference is that they move a little bit quicker. Um, they have they have more, um, I'm going to say like they're more, tend to be more multi-passionate, more kind of all over the place. That's their biggest challenge to, you know, not feel shame for having all these different interests and not, you know, picking one path and, you know, not being seen as all their fear is to be seen or to not be seen as all over the place. And so it's really important for them to learn the lesson that it's okay to just follow, you know, the different things, even if it's outside of the linear path that we were taught, right? This is how they get their unique perspective on things. And this is how they add value to the world that we live in as well. Um, and then there's also another type, the manifester. I'm sure you've probably heard of that one, but this is the type that has a very powerful presence. They're here to initiate things and create impact. So you can think of manifestors as like the traditional authority, like leader, maybe. I'm not sure. I think Donald Trump is a manifester, but not that that's a good example of a manifester. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that kind of archetype, right? Just having a strong presence that goes that doesn't go unnoticed. And that's a part of who they're here to be. You know, they're, 
meant to kind of push other energies out of the way so that they can make their impact that they're able to make. They can take action when they need to take action. Um, but of course, I think one of the challenges for them is that they don't, they also don't have that consistent energy. So when they try to keep up and keep going like the generators and the um, manifesting generators, then they also get tired, right? So you can think of the generators and MGs as the marathon runners and the manifestors as the sprinters. They have, they can do things quickly, they can move quickly, but they need that time in between to rest so they can get back to their creative flow. They can get their creative juices going again and be able to create the impact that they're here to create. And then the last type is the reflector and the reflector is completely open. So even more open and and sensitive than Kelsey, because they have, if you look at a human design chart, they have zero um, of those shapes colored in. And that basically means that you are very receptive and um, open to outside conditioning and energies. Although reflectors have this kind of resilience to them because that's what they're here to be. They're here to kind of, I'm not going to say jack of all trades, but they're here to experience and sample all these different ways of being. And so they're very, um, they can be very, very wise and be very talkative and, you know, just almost like mirror back to us, reflect back to us who we are as well. And that's how, that's what their role is to teach us and to show us how we're doing as a society, how we're doing as as beings, right? Um, and yeah, so that is the five uh, human design types. And I don't know, was that confusing? Was that? <laughs> no, I have a worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A follow-up question on the whole um projector projector energy workflow stuff so what do you recommend then i suppose for like what do you think would be my most productive or filling way to go about my workflow on a day-to-day basis like what do you like doing now that you're not in the nine to five yeah um okay so I guess, as you know, as you have your different projects, it's all about, for me at least, <laughs> is minimalism, simplicity, right? Doing, I, I am constantly in this process and I do this with all of my um, business clients that are projectors to constantly do a decluttering of like, well, first of all, starting off with an audit of all the areas in your life, your business that you're investing your energy, you're putting your time into. And out of all these things, what and this also actually also applies to generators as well but you know out of all these things and these areas that you're investing your time and your energy into what is totally draining to you like what is not even giving you any kind of result what is not a priority um and then trying to like declutter at least all of the things that are not adding joy to your life or not bringing you closer to where you need to be or where you want to be 
right? Um, but keeping it simple and then specifically also having specific boundaries um, in your life. So what that can look like as an example is, you know, instead of us feeling pressure to have this like full nine to day work schedule or, you know, even doing things from like Monday to Friday, be creative with how you block your time out. I have clients that take one month off of the quarter, right? And then just have two months of that quarter doing actual work. The way that I also work is I only do calls like actual one-to-one calls on like two days of the week. And then I have certain days that I'll do more like backend stuff, admin stuff. Right. Um, And it doesn't look like, I know when I first started my business and the reason why I was so burnt out is that I was trying to do all the creative stuff, all the client stuff, all the admin stuff all in one day. And I would just, I didn't even, I couldn't get momentum. I couldn't, um, I wasn't enjoying it and I was burnt out. So (laughs) giving yourself more space and time. Okay. You're saying my life. Exactly. It feels hard to look at what my to-do list has been for my days and shift gears, like shift gears from admin mode because like I am my, I don't have an assistant, like I am my own assistant, basically like all of that sort of admin work I do. And then um, any sort of like, like recording the podcast or doing something like editing a social media video, whatever it is, that kind of work. And then if I go to like sit down and actually write jokes, like just true, raw, creative stuff, that feels so hard to try to switch into that gear mm-hmm. after doing all of this stuff that is more, feels more admin-ish. Yeah. And so I would also say um, if there's anything for you that works in terms of cultivating that that creativity, I think some of the biggest things, the most simple things is rest um, and, and space. And so even if that looks like booking a weekend away for, for yourself, just working on your jokes, working on yeah. being with your own energy and yourself. So, you know, giving yourself, especially with creative work, I find that um, for me, like I kind of do things in like week batches. So it's like, I'll have a week dedicated to creativity and I'll sometimes batch if I have that, you know, that inspiration hitting, but if not, then uh, that's fine too. But most of all, giving yourself that space and not feeling like you need to get it done in this two hour time block. Right. Oh, thank you. This is (laughs) (laughs) yes. I would have the same question. I have, I have adopted all the things that you just listed. My, my business is actually called the minimalist business consultant. Yes. So I help people (laughs) simplify their business. Um, big minimalist. Um, I have, uh, basically given myself a long weekend every weekend. The last two weeks of my month are, I love it. Basically optional vacation or there's no clients the last two weeks. Um, and so I feel like I have really intentionally crafted my schedule and I'm in such a great place with it where I do a couple things that I really enjoy every day. And that's kind of it. So as a generator, what is left for me to do? Because I love a good project. <laughs> like it's never done, but I have, I feel like I've really done a lot of those, of those I've implemented those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's nothing really left to do just to be and to enjoy the, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, And I guess if there is something that, you know, (laughs) that that comes to you, if there is like a certain, um, you know, if there's maybe like there's a certain topic that you like to research, immersing yourself in the things that, that are calling you and being okay with just responding from, from moment to moment and seeing how life kind of surprises you in that way as well. 
Crystal, you nailed it. Well, this is what's, <laughs> I think it's what's challenging for me is I've been, I've been working towards this, this goal for many years, like where I'm at now. And I don't think I ever planned for it to be hard to like arrive here. I just felt like, well, there's, oh, there's just always been something I'm working towards. So to actually be where I want to be is been very uncomfortable because I'm not mm -hmm. used to it. I'm used to having the next thing and the next thing. And so being present and enjoying what I've crafted sometimes is harder than working my ass off towards yeah. something. I actually, I like, I want to pull up your chart again to see, because I can definitely, <laughs> we get like, usually when you say things like that, there are certain areas in your chart that, um, that might speak to it. Okay, cool. Um, let me just see quickly. Yeah, so I can see this in the gate 58. So I know I'm not going to get into fancy terms, but this particular energy, this gate 58, it's called the gate of aliveness, the gate of joyous vitality. So on one hand, you're someone that brings a lot of joy to, you know, to the people around to the people around you, right? You're someone that just radiates this passion and love for life. And on the other hand, it's also this insatiability of, you know, seeking that next thing that will bring you the sense of joy, that will bring you the sense of um, of whatever it is, this fulfillment that you're looking for. And so when it's, you know, the, the key here and the, I guess the objective is to really, um, when you start to feel that insatiability, like you're looking for that next thing, it's to kind of bring yourself in the moment, bring you, whether it's doing a gratitude list or even just kind of finding the joy in the little moments, the little pockets that you have now. Um, it's all about just learning to embrace that and to feel good in in what is already around you. Yes. Right. But yeah. just noticing it, if it is, it is there and that's okay to play with it, to have fun with it, but just know that you have everything that you do need to feel joyful, to feel fulfilled um, in the point in time that you are right now on your path. Good reminder. I always have to remind myself, look, I spent decades living a different way and only a handful of years living this way. So I have to like give myself a break that I'm not, you know, I don't feel the way that I want to feel yet. You know, I'm still sometimes kind of stuck in that, that mm -hmm. old mode of yeah. doing mm -hmm. things. And I'm trying to catch up to like my reality. It, that's what it feels like. I'm just kind of trying to catch up to what it actually is. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, um, that's a good reminder. I need to, that'll be my project. I'm Thank glad you. that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Your project is to stop having projects. Yes. 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 Relax. And you know, I'll be able to make a project out of it, Kelsey. I'll have I know. <laughs> I know. I'll have an area that I sit in my home. Yeah. That I'll dedicate <laughs> to it. Oh my gosh. Yes. If there's another word that describes Delaney besides shocking, it's insatiable. It's <laughs> there you like, go. Really? I mean, shockingly insatiable. Shockingly insatiable. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, that is Delaney's brand. One thousand percent is like, gotta find something else. Gotta uh, gotta keep climbing that mountain. Uh, new T-shirt, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly insatiable. Yeah. Oh my god, Crystal, you have been okay. such a fucking pleasure to have on. Thank oh, you thank so you. much. This is. Very I had such a fun time with both of you. So <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you for yes. coming and just blowing our brains out <laughs> I know. for an Seriously. hour. What a wild thing. So 
if people want to get a reading from you, um, if mm-hmm. people want to explore more about human design and understand it for themselves, how how can people get in touch with you if it, what's what's the best resources you have for for our listeners yeah so i think um if you just want to learn more first before you decide to commit to any reading i highly recommend just finding me on youtube um you can just type in either crystal alferrero or even if you type in human design you'll probably see uh, one of my videos there yeah. um and yeah i'm sure if you have like notes or whatever you can just give them okay. <laughs> that link um what else? Oh yeah. So I also have Instagram and Instagram. Honestly, if you feel like you need to reach out before you book a reading, um, you can do that. Uh, you can also book a reading directly through my website as well, crystalalfero.com. And yeah, so those are the main ways to get in touch. And if you're a coach, you're a service provider that wants to understand their clients more and use this in, in your work, um, I also have a reader certification program where I teach you how to use human design to serve your clients. And you can learn more about that on, um, sorry, at thehumandesignacademy.com. This was lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (sighs) Wow. Wow. I got a lot of, I got a lot of generating to do after this episode. (laughs) I got a lot of naps to take. (laughs) It's so fascinating because we've even talked about how our energy feels after a recording and stuff. And you really need to take a break where this energizes me. I'm going to go off and like clean my whole house after this shit. Like I really feel a little bit high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like sick right now. Oh my God. That is so weird. It, it, it obviously depends on like maybe the content too. Some of it, sometimes we talk about something really heavy and it can take a lot right. like out of me, but most of the time I'm like, whew, I'm zipping around. I'm buzzing. I'm yeah. So it's just very interesting how even just something that simple is recording a podcast episode affects our energy in very different ways differently yeah like i want to go scream into a pillow right now oh my god (laughs) i'm gonna paint my entire neighborhood (laughs) and like me saying i want to scream into a pillow makes it sound like i'm like upset or if there's something wrong but it's just like i'm sitting here and i feel like i just feel completely tight like, I can't wait to um, just sit in silence again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, it's it, fascinating. It's so weird. And again, when I say that, I hope that doesn't come off as rude or like I'm not um, no. enjoying yours and Crystal's company. It's just like this weird no. thing where it, like, I have to have a break from it too. Yes. That totally makes sense. And I feel like if you and I looked at the activities that we do, we would feel that about different things. Mm-hmm. Like you could pop maybe put and I'm just talking about what I asked here. I'm trying to think of an example. You yeah. might be able to spend 10 minutes on social media and feel really excited and energized or something like depending on what you right. read or found. I, it did not matter what I was doing on social media. I felt completely depleted, even if oh. it was like a fun, wonderful, nice thing that yeah. I read or did. I would feel like you. I'm like, I need to go sit in a cave for seven years. To, oh. to recover from this experience. So Funny. I think it's so interesting. Like you really have to learn like what those activities are for yourself. And yeah, because I don't really find, I mean, unless I like see something horrible uh, on social right. media, but like generally I don't feel, depl- I, it like gives me energy. See, not so, like, Yeah, that's so weird. But when she was, so when Crystal weird. was saying that this whole projector 
um, profile or whatever that like we feel a lot of shame around it and I do I feel all this shame of like why why do I feel like I need more like alone time sometimes than other people or that I can't just like my creativity doesn't feel very consistent it feels like I have it in these bursts like she was talking about where like sometimes there'll be a week where like the whole week I'm just having so much material come to me and then there'll be like two three weeks where I don't really feel anything coming to me and it's you do feel shameful because you're like why can't I just work the way that it seems like some other people can Mm. don't know that's so interesting but it's funny because I have felt that about other things just the fact that a lot of conventional things don't work for me like being on social media I beat myself up about that all the time Um, trying to force myself to do those things you know it's like so I think we all have like those activities and we we're all trying to fit into this like box when she's right like you just got to be you like design design your whole day around you like the way that I've designed my day around my appointments it's when I have the most energy I don't take anything um my pocket is 10 a.m to 1 p.m I don't take anything before or after and uh-huh. that's like when I have my client calls, that's when we, you know, hopefully try to record the podcast, like all those yeah. things, because I want to bring my best, like most energetic self to the other person on the end, uh, the, on the other end. And I just can't do that at, at like 4 p.m. Yeah. I'm curious for you listeners, what you feel like the activities are that drain you the most or bring you energy. And I know like some of you probably work nine to fives that you really love and some of you might work nine to fives that you really hate and I like god I fucking uh sympathize with that because I remember like Crystal was saying being at a desk job and when like 1 p.m hit feeling like I I was like I feel like I'm on fire like I feel like I'm melting like I I wanted to just get out of there so badly but I was doing a job where it was like not my passion I was just like a admin assistant and so all the people around me it was a structural structural engineering firm everybody else around me they were doing their passion they had gone to school for engineering so I never got the vibe like anybody else was crawling out of their skin like racing to get home more than like a normal amount where people are just like okay I'm ready to leave it's 5 p.m or whatever I just was like I cannot sit here this is driving me crazy yeah yeah. So, I just uh, yeah, I just love this concept. Like, we're all ener- everything is energy. We're all energetic yeah. beings, and like really taking the time to like tend to that. And what does that mean for you? And yeah. when where do when do you feel depleted? And when do you feel fueled? We should do an episode on this on like what things fuel us and drain us, and how we've um, navigated that. Yeah, and then that'd be a good one to, to kind of spin off this one. I would love that. That's a great idea. Look so, at you. Oh, we do. Generating, gotta generate my discounts. <laughs> Look at you generating, you generating son of a bitch. <laughs> um, we do have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Sandy Cheeks with dollar signs, and it says, "The best. This podcast has helped me through so much. Their sense of humor and personal insight breaks the taboo attached to mental health. Very grateful I found this podcast. Oh. That's so nice. Thank you, Sandy. That is really nice." Time. That's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. I'm really happy we can break the taboo. And you know what's funny too is, speaking of like taboos and stuff like that, when Crystal had started to describe the basis of human design, 
Right. It made me think of like the very beginning of self helpless where we would talk about, you know, we're gonna we're gonna research different topics and we're gonna decide if we think it works or if we think it's bullshit. Right. <laughs> because we were all like, you know, we wanted to believe in some woo woo self help things, but we were also skeptical yeah. comedians. Yeah. And that skeptical comic definitely was kicking in when she was describing where it comes from. I was kinda like, I don't know right. how real this can be. But goddamn her readings, I was like, Well, fuck me (laughs) that's how am I supposed to argue with that when it's like exactly right she can't possibly have been watching me my entire life (laughs) only to be hoped to be asked as a guest on the podcast and blow our minds that's not worth it as a life yeah I think it's all just about what tools resonate with you you know what I mean like everything can be a tool if you want it to be right it's like human design might really resonate with people like she said Clifton strengths assessment might really resonate fucking crystals up your butt might really resonate with you like whatever it's like you kind of just pick the thing that you're drawn to and like and and use it and I think this is just like another really great tool if it like if it spoke to you in some way then utilize it yeah you know I think that's probably one of our hopes with doing this show this whole time is like if if a few things spoke to you right and helped awesome great yes And you know what? A word that she brought up a lot is like discernment. I think discernment around literally everything. Don't get too wrapped up and make a tool your fucking, you know, idol and God and, and stop listening to everything else. That's how cults happen and shit. (laughs) Take what resonates and throw away what doesn't and do that with literally everything. And I feel like this is no different. Like I I got a lot out of this. I'm going to look into it and then I'm going to implement what feels right for me. Right. And it's just like another tool in my toolkit. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you have any um, segments or plugs? Well, we are recording this at the end of November. And so as this is being recorded, I just started to promote the Nice Try Tour, like officially with the new name, with the new promo. Um, Sweet Patrick, who designed our website for the podcast and my website, he did the incredible poster and um, promo video, and I just think it really turned out cool. And I just feel really happy and excited, and I I just can't wait. Um, yes. I'm just I'm, – I'm happy. I'm feeling really happy about oh. all of that. And you got to send that all to me, Kel, so I can see it. Oh, yes, I will. I'll, I'll text yes. it to you. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, congrats. I like it. The nice track tour. Is that also like a foosball phrase? Or is that, yeah, is that well, a callback to a bit? It's kind of calling back to the Hustler tour where okay. I still plan on playing foosball with people after shows in some of the cities. And despite people knowing that I, you know, have played my whole life, I still <laughs> get – and, like, did a whole tour based on it. I still get people who are willing to, like, bet 100 bucks. Incredible. And I feel like that's kind of just the, the saying that happens when I take their money is, like, well, nice right. try. Nice try. Yeah. Nice try. Next time. Yep. So we just decided to call it the nice try tour. But uh, yeah, it's if there are tour dates through December of 2023, like the basically the whole tour is booked. There will still be a few cities added, but like I feel very, very grateful to my agents for being so kick ass and um, I'm grateful to you guys, our listeners, who come out to shows on the road. Again, it, it really does mean the world to me when I get to meet you 
Yeah, it's all good. I'm excited. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see all the promo stuff. Um, I have a bigger announcement. I'm going to save it for next episode we do together because it's a little bit longer and we've okay. been here for a little while. So uh, the shorter one is um, I have a good shit moment, new hobby, I guess. I started taking Irish dance classes. <laughs> I started what? taking Irish dance. Yes. It's something I've always wanted to do. And, um, you know, oh. I used to like watch river dance growing up and with my family and stuff. And, um, I think it's just like, you know, part of like losing my, my grandfather last year or this past year. And, you know, he, he was very Irish, um, uh, grew up in Dublin, uh, born in Dublin. Um, I just like kind of just wanted to start incorporating things like to make me feel closer to like my heritage and ancestors yeah. and shit, you know? Yeah. So I found this great place very close to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, it's a once a week class and I'm learning how to do, uh, the, whatever the soft shoe Irish jig and, uh, Yay. keep posted. <laughs> I've been there. Um, yeah, I've been there just a, just a couple times. Um, and, uh, they do competitions and stuff all over and they're trying to, they're trying to get me They want me to come compete with them somewhere. And I'm like, listen, this is a new, there's a new thing. Oh, just be a hobby. I'm not supposed to turn this into a project <laughs> or a job. God damn it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like really fun, but they do like, yeah. Adult like Irish dancing competitions and shit. Dude. Next time we're drinking, you better bust out those. <laughs> I'm going to break out the jig, baby. We'll go and to Vegas. A- yes. We'll go, oh, we'll go I will. And you'll break out the jig. I'm gonna get on that. I'm gonna get on a fucking table at Night Rain Club and start doing the Irish jig in front <laughs> oh of everybody. Um, They're gonna like, so funny. <laughs> I'll send you a little video of me doing a little jig, Kels. Um, oh my god, please! It's, it's it's very fun. It's a lot more fun than I thought. Um, but yeah, Cam and I are gonna be going to Ireland for our honeymoon in the spring, and so I'll know a little Irish dance, and maybe I'll break it out at a pub. <sighs> Unless they're like, oh god fucking americans you know <laughs> that i won't and i'll keep american with their giant tits <laughs> giant on our table. Tits doing the irish jig no get her out of here yeah no guinness for you <laughs> oh yeah, man i sure do love you ah uh, i love you too <laughs> what a joy you're never um, too old to try something new this is what i'm learning yes absolutely yeah. learn new still. Look at me saying your grandpa's word too. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Um, Okay. Well, Raleigh, I will see you guys this weekend at Goodnight's Comedy Club, KelseyCook.com for those tickets. Nice. DelaneyFisher.com for the Minimalist Business Podcast. Lovely. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 